Talking Point continues. Now, consumer goods and services companies could face legal action if they ignore their duty to pay mandatory subscriptions to the consumer goods and services ombud. Uh, so says the ombudsman himself, and that's Advocate Neville Melville, advocate online already. Now, the advocate was a former ombudsman for banking services and was appointed consumer goods and services ombudsman in the year 2013. Advocate, very good evening. Thank you for joining me on Voice of the Cape Radio. Thank you very much, Jimmy. Thanks for your time once more. Uh, you know, reading through this, and I thought, okay, let's unbundle it. I'm certain many of our listeners are not aware of this, um, but I, I do believe that only 25 out of 20,000 high turnover companies in the CGSO's scope have signed up since the Consumer Goods and Services Industry Code of Conduct was promulgated at the end of April. And this brings to 50 the total number of members registered. I want to stop there and ask, if, if we look at this mandatory, um, you know, money said had to be paid. Um, was that compulsory? Yes, it, it has become comp- compulsory. Initially it was voluntary, um, but it's now it, it's in terms of statute. So everyone within the industry has to sign up, irrespective of their size. Um, fortunately, although the number seems small, we, we do have most of the big players have come on board, the, the, the Woolworths, and the pick and pay and the checkers and all those sort of people. And, and um, now we, we need to chase those people who are holding out as well as the medium size and the smaller businesses. Now, for, for, for the, um, the CGSOs, this mandatory subscription, um, and, and they've voluntarily, or well, many of them have agreed that we should have it, um, how does it benefit them? Well, from the business point of view, it, it, it's really part of their service chain. And so when someone comes to the end of the line and they're not happy with the uh, result that they get when they have a complaint, then they can escalate to us. We're impartial. We're outside of their system. And we, we can make a call on it. So, uh, in fact, most of the cases, um, we, we actually assist the consumer one way or the other, they, they get some of or all of what they were looking for. Um, but from the business point of view, it's not always a case of us finding in favour of the consumer. If they're within their rights, then we will say that as well. And I think that's a very useful thing for them because you, you do get some people who don't take no for an answer, or maybe because they don't actually understand what their rights are or for whatever reason. And, and so rather than them tying up the business, we can resolve that sort of thing. Mm. And I believe many companies, in fact, did come to the fore when this was launched. And, and that, uh, you know, if, if you analyze it and look, look at it, those are companies are saying we go along with this. And to consumers, you can trade with us, um, you know, quite confidently. Yes, very much so. I mean, they, they've taken it on board even when they didn't have to do so. So it's certainly something that's part of their way of thinking. And actually, we found, certainly since I started in 2013, that most of the bigger companies, um, they resolve the complaints very quickly, and very few of them come through to us, and even fewer of those that come through to us um, become sticking points at the end of the day. So they get resolved very quickly and so forth. Where we're finding the difficulty is the smaller businesses, um, I, I, I think... Perhaps the, the difficulty there is that they take it so personally and um, they don't just stand back and think, okay, this is what we've got to do, this is how we're going to resolve this 
for the good of the business and the consumer. Mm. And look at it, well, to some of those companies, um, in fact, I was going to ask you the reason for, for their um, non-participation. And as I said, the bigger companies would most probably have gone along with this uh, willingly because it, it is going to benefit them. Um, but there would be those saying, oh, well, we don't mind, you know, having an ombudsman. <laughs> Why should we pay for the services that they are going to render? Are those some of the queries that came here, or have any of them, in fact, said why they are objecting to it? Yeah, look, that's certainly part of it. Um, and everyone says, oh, we've got so many different things that, uh, you know, so many different demands on us, and, and the economy is tough, you know, it's also a different excuse. Um, but the, the, the point of the matter is, if, if all of the people that were eligible signed up, we'd actually bring down the contribution per different business, and uh, it would become a lot more viable. Advocate to those, eventually, um, somewhere along the line, you are going to have to draw the line. Are there any sorts of penalties that's uh, been bandied about? Yeah, look, obviously we don't want to go there, but uh, I, I think the businesses very much understand how these things work. If their own customers don't pay, then, uh, then it goes to the, the hands of the lawyers. And um, then it's a question of going through the courts and everything. And the unfortunate part of that is that will be an additional cost that the, the people that came on right in the beginning will have to bear. Hmm. Is there any ways that, uh, that consumers can, in fact, check that if the company they are dealing with um, has gone along with it and paying the subscription and um, all they can see? Right. Where, uh, is, is there something like that? Yes, uh, they, they would be able to find that on our website. Um, perhaps we don't make it prominent enough, but I, I think that's something that we need to concentrate on to, to reward those people that ha have come onto the right sort of spirit and perhaps put a little bit of pressure on those that haven't. And, and uh, again, okay, I've got an SMS coming through here when we talk about consumer, consumer goods and services companies. Um, right. Just briefly give us an idea of what are we talking about? Well, the sorts of businesses. We very, yeah, we, we, we deal with all sorts of different entities. Um, and, and primarily, I think we deal with uh, furniture, uh, the sort of stuff that you would find in, in, in the big stores, um, food items, clothing, shoes, all that sort of thing. And we also deal with services. We're finding we're getting more and more complaints of that nature. And when, when we talk about services, of course, that's very broad. It can, it can be uh, engraving uh, tombstones. It can be weddings, uh, repairs to items, and so forth. So virtually anything that you deal with on a daily basis, we can, do, we can deal with. But what we, we don't have any um, jurisdiction in respect of is anything to do with finance, so mm. banking or insurance or anything like that. And also motor industry. There is an ombudsman that deals with, with anything with wheels. Let's put it that way. Mm. And advocate, the amounts of complaints on average that you get? Well, last year we had four and a half thousand, but I think we're going to have a lot more than that this year since, since the code came into effect. Um, our phones hardly stop ringing these days. Hmm. And, and if we look at businesses, I don't know what sort of excuses they are going to come up. Are you quite confident that uh, um, they've been given ample time, uh, you know, to come on board? Yeah, 
know, this thing has been going on for years and years. Personally, I, I've been involved with about seven years because I, I was involved in, in um, contributing towards drafting the code right from the beginning. So it, it's been out there. The, the code has been published three times. And we, we've done a lot of promotions on the radio and television and all this sort of thing. So I think it's just one of these things where people just try and ignore it until the absolute end. Uh, fortunately, not everyone's taken that, that approach, but um, we, we, we're finding that some entities have. Fortunately, um, we found, for instance, within the agricultural environment, that the association involved there actually sent out a letter to all their, their members, and so we're getting the, the people who produce chickens and, and all the some meat and everything, they're signing up in, in droves. So if only everyone else would do that. Mm. And quite, uh, you know... On a continuous basis, um, being in the media, we hear of um, the sorts of complaints that do go to businesses. In fact, I sometimes get from listeners um, queries saying that, uh, you know, they, they didn't get good service and uh, they were either given the runaround um, and from, from all sectors. So I was wondering if, if we compare ourselves, do I say globally, how do we compare to other countries? Look, I think one big difference is, for instance, in the United Kingdom, um, they followed us more recently in setting up what they call a retail ombudsman. And in a very short period of time, from what I can see, um, it, it seems that everyone's come on board with that, uh, whereas we've been running for more than two years, and we're still battling. So I, I think there's a, a different way of thinking here, um, that people resist things and are very slow to get involved, uh, whereas I think People are more used to this sort of thing uh, overseas, and um, they, they, they subscribe to these things. Mm-hmm. Advocate, I just need to go for a very short break, and uh, I, I want you to stay online. I need to go for an ad break, and we'll continue on. Well, Talking Point continues. We still have Advocate Neville Melville online. He was the former Ombudsman for Banking Services and was appointed Consumer Goods and Services Ombudsman in the year 2013. We're focusing here on consumer goods and services companies that could face legal action if they ignore their duty to pay mandatory subscriptions to the Consumer Goods and Services Ombudsman. And uh, Advocate, one of the questions, you still with us? Yes. Okay. Uh, thanks very much. I, you know, I normally used to deal um, when I did the breakfast show it's quite a couple of years ago, and I often dealt and got a lot of uh, advice and um, guidance from a gentleman. He was then the credit information ombud, and then he became the ombud eventually. I can't get to his name now, but him and his team. Uh, uh, Marnie van Skalkwijk. Marnie van Skalkwijk. I, right. you know, I had a long and good relationship with him with all those That's queries right. that came my way. Uh, and normally you right. would find that uh, you have uh, consumers, they are sometimes gobsmacked when they deal with businesses. They've got a complaint and they go there and they get given the runaround and it becomes time wasting and eventually they, they just give up. Is enough being done on educating consumers? I think it's very difficult because 
uh, you know, there's so much information out there. Unless you actually have a problem, you, you're going to tune it out. So you can advertise the ombudsman as much as you like. Uh, uh, the only hope is that when someone has a problem, they think, hold on, what did I hear? And, and then they follow through on that. But uh, I think there's been a lot of research that's been done on that, and it, it's actually shown that it's a waste of time. Uh, when people are not involved and don't have a problem, they, they just don't listen when they, they hear the advert. So it, it's a very difficult thing, and it, it's an ongoing thing. Uh, you know, what we're talking about here, I'm certain there would also be those businesses who've come on board. And um, they, I'm certain they don't like the situation that some of the buddies haven't come on board here and, and don't want to play ball with it. Um, no, 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 very much so. Yeah. Is there any time frame that's been given for, for, you know, for them to do, to pay the mandated descriptions? Any deadlines? Well, they, they became due and payable from the beginning of March. Um, so people are in arrears. Obviously, we're giving a little bit of time, but we, we have now actually appointed um, an outside business, which is, first of all, drawing up a list of all the different businesses that are out there that are eligible to join us, and um, then they're going to approach them all. But obviously, um, we'll give them a month or two, and if we don't start getting results, then so our, our letters will become firmer and firmer, and we will then have to come to the point where we start taking action. Hmm. Okay, I'm just assuming here that uh, you know, if this uh, state of affairs carries on as it is, um, you are going to have to impose um, enforcement and possibly see the you know the cost being driven up there again. Yes, very much so. Um, that's why we're hoping that uh, if we go about it the right way. And, and we do a lot of publicity, and we thank you very much for the opportunity that you're giving us tonight. But uh, hopefully businesses will um, come on board without us needing to go to all these extremes. Beautiful. Advocate, I've almost, it's another SMS, I'm just waiting for this SMS to be completed. It's coming through here okay. to me. It's the listeners uh, sure. playing ball again here. And, and when we're looking, uh, okay, we said in the beginning the service was a voluntary, it was a voluntary scheme, but um, right. things have now escalated. Um, and I'm assuming with people coming to the fore, uh, uh, you know, when people come to the fore, I'm delighted. It tells me uh, as consumers, we are waking up to the fact um, that we do have rights and that we don't always have to be pushed from pillar to post. Uh, it's more or less the same SMS that comes through here on, 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 uh -huh. on that. That uh, consumers, are you quite confident consumers are getting there? Yes, I, I think so. Um, uh, I, I think the difficulty is that sometimes people don't actually understand what their rights are and there's various different areas where they actually waste a lot of time. I don't know if I can mm. just mention one. Um, it, it's a scenario where you go and buy something in the shop, you take it home, you, you, you have the opportunity to look at it, and either your wife tells you, no, you shouldn't have bought that, or your husband, or whatever the case may be, or you decide, no, that was an extravagance, and you go back to the shop. Now, if the shop has got a policy, well, that's fine. If they say they will take it back in 14 days. But if it's just a change of mind, and they don't have such a policy, then, then you're actually on your own. You have no right exchange it. So the, the rights that are given to you by the Consumer Protection Act only relate to if there's a defect or something wrong with the, the goods or they weren't what they were supposed to do. I mean, they, they don't do what they're supposed to do or whatever the case may be. Uh, and So I think a lot of people become frustrated believing that they actually have a right that they don't. 
So I think it's quite important for them to understand what their rights are uh, as opposed to what they imagine their rights to be. Are there any companies, um, if, if I look at the term uh, consumer goods and services, um, any companies that are excluded from it? Um, we're we having a, a, a bit of a discussion with the National Consumer Commission at present as to whether or not the cell phone companies fall within that, because they also fall under oh, CASA. Yes. <laughs> um, so it, it's a question of whether the actual... The, the handsets or the, the cell phone itself, is that something that falls under a castle or is that, is that something that should, should fall under us? So for the time being, we, we've uh, put that on ice and we, we're trying to come to a solution there. But by and large, most businesses, unless they're actually regulated by somebody else, so for instance, if it's a medical device or something like that and there's an authority there, then, then they would fall under that. But otherwise, uh, they would fall under our, our particular scheme. Oh, Advocate, I'm going to have to leave it on that note. Okay, very last okay. SMS coming through saying, dealing with a case, I'm sure, well, it must probably be difficult for you to tell us on a case-by-case um, that you're dealing with um, what sort of expenses you're looking at. Sorry, what sort of expenses? Yeah. When, our operations? No, no, when you have to deal with a consumer issue. Right. Yeah, you know, um, does it depend on from which uh, type of business it comes and, you know, could it be an expensive exercise? Um, look, I, I think it depends very much on how cooperative the business is. Ah. So very often with the bigger entities that we've been dealing with for a while, they, they, they turn these things around very quickly. Mm. If something slips through their net, they sort it out with very few exceptions. And, and in fact... Um, some of them are exceptionally good. If I could just mention one, any of the stores under MassMart, we, we find that they resolve the, the cases very quickly. We, we find that a bit more difficult with the smaller businesses, uh, and particularly if it's a sort of one-man show, then, then, then we really do battle sometimes. Mm. Um, and, and when you start getting out into the rural areas and the townships and whatever, then, then things can really start uh, eating up our resources. And um, then, then sometimes we have to get involved in mediations and so forth. And, and something else that pushes up the expenses is, for instance, if someone claims that um, there's a, a defect in the product and the supplier comes back and says, no, this was, this was something that you caused, then this might be something that we have to send for testing. So I'm, I, I'm just thinking in terms of, for example, there's a television set. Hmm. Someone came to us with a television set and said, oh, there's the screen cracked. Um, and, and so we sent it away for testing, and the result came back. No, this person was probably playing with Wii and was too close to the set and, and smashed it with the, the device. So, you know, sometimes yeah. we have to get, get to that sort of level, mm-hmm. um, which then certainly does push up the cost. Okay. We, we had another. Yep. I'm going to have to leave it on that note. I say thanks, okay, thanks, certainly. thanks very All much right. to you, and a pleasant evening ahead, sir. Thanks, bye bye. Well, that was Advocate Neville Melville. He is the uh, Consumer Goods and Services Ombud. Live from 